Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Cambry Podcast. My name is Dan Rowenson. For the second time since Christmas, I'm ill again. Got the same thing as I had the other day. Went away, came back, and I've not been able to go to Villa Park tonight because I've had a temperature and all Moan, 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 moan. Sitting in the cold and, yeah, not good for me. So I've been shivering and under a blanket and all sorts. And my voice sounds terrible, so apologies for that. How are you, Matt? Surely better than I am. I'm all right, mate. Yeah, I've got a Friday evening. Villa have kicked off the weekend with a victory and mm-hmm. I've got a got a can of beer on the go. So, yeah, I'm all right. I'm not That's, too bad. Uh, I've got the world's biggest water bottle here. Bloody hell. Two litre. I've been scranning these over the last couple of days trying to get myself better. But well, what makes you feel better is an Aston Villa win, doesn't it? And that's what we're here to talk about for the next half an hour or so. Um, two slightly different perspectives than usual because you were there, I wasn't. Uh, I just spoke to you before we came on about a comment from Gary Neville on commentary. Someone tweeted me about this. I thought the commentary was bizarre from Gary Neville and Seb something. Very like just jokey and throwaway comments about nothing. Like, oh, he's got some pitch markings on his face and they're like laughing like little kids and stuff. It's just very pro leads. I've just seen the clip back of the Martinez save, which we'll talk about in a sec. And it's like world class save from the goalkeeper. But the leads move. Oh, it's so good. The ball in. It's like, all right, just calm down a bit. The save is the highlight there, not what the leads move. So I thought the commentary was weird, but the comment that Gary Neville said at the end was that it was the best atmosphere he'd seen at Villa Park this season. Now, I don't know whether that came across on TV to me, so I asked you, what did you think? So can you share the same answer for the people watching? I was trying to think. It, was, it wasn't the worst. I don't yeah. think it was the best. Like I said, I thought the Leeds fans always come and have a little bit of a sing-song anyway. Um, it built, built to a climax as Villa went to win the game you know what I mean it was uh, yeah I thought I don't think it was bad but I don't, I, I don't know what I don't know how many times Gary Neville's been to Villa Park this yeah, I thought that. yeah. Um, to be fair to Gary Neville he tends to always say nice things about Villa yeah, Park probably because he's not who won there most seasons <laughs> yeah. um, I've, seen, I've seen him say a few times like, it's one of his favourite you know, favourite football grounds apart from Old Trafford obviously and like you said I think part of the reason is one, it's history and blah, blah, but Man United won there all the time as well. Um, let's do, as we always do, go back to team news announcement first. Jacob Ramsey's back in there. Moreno's on the bench. Um, say the rest of it's pretty much as you'd expect. Ashley Young playing at right back because no cash. Um, what did you make of the lineup? Is that the kind of, is that our best team at the moment, do you think? Still persisting with Bailey and Brendia? Before the game, I'd have probably said no. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think... Um, I think Ramsey being back was a big boost. I still think, you know, I don't think it was the best game that he's ever had. I think there's a, there's a lot more to come from him. Um, mm. And, you know, Ashley Young switching, a, you know, Ashley Young at, at right back. He's brilliant, isn't he? Mm. You know, I was, I'm I was just amazed. Bit... I just, he, he never, you know, each, every week he gets another week older, but <laughs> he's still as fit, he's still as quick, he's still yeah. as streetwise, you know, 
I think he's I think he's a really, really you know, say really special player. He's obviously gone and achieved a lot in his career, but to still be doing it at that level. Um, when we thought he was probably going to be a bit part player and yeah. perhaps kind of pave his way into a coaching role at Villa, I think he's. I think he's been in in Villa's top three most consistent players so so far this season. Agreed. Yeah, there was a moment like again going back to the commentary. They were raving about Ashley Young throughout that, that the game, and then it got to like 65, 70 minutes, and the Leeds full uh, winger that he was against. I've forgotten his name. Noppo no, or something like that. Nocco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were like, oh, Ashley Young's starting to show his age now. And it's like, oh, don't, again, I don't agree with that. I thought well, he was... And he's, a, he's a good player, to be honest. You yeah, know, but, but I still thought Ashley Young had his number for the most, most part. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was slightly sceptical when we saw Ashley Young from the off, thinking, you know, his age and, and whatnot. And then when he re-signed up for the following year, I, I kind of thought, well, you know, he might only play five or six games and he might be a good head around the coach and a good... Um, kind of good example in the dressing room but it surely won't play that much so for him to go from well I say like for him to go to, from that to what he's doing he didn't go from that it's my expectations of him was that he might not play so much for him to be playing pretty much every week at left back or right back uh, he has played slightly further forward as well at some stages but and to be so consistent at his age and you know, you could look at if if you didn't know anything about football and you were watching that game as a you know, my well, missus watching it next to me and they said, How old do you think Ashley Young is? That you'd you'd guess twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. No one says thirty seven because he doesn't look like a player of that age and, and that's testament to his own fitness and his own kind of mental and his uh, own skincare routine as well, I think. Oh, what sorry? His own skincare routine. Yeah, he looks great, doesn't he? Good head of hair still as well. I know he shaves it, but he's got a good good set of hair. Yeah, fair play, Ashley Young. I saw somebody on Twitter saying about like Ronaldo going off at 36 or 37 or whatever he is to to find money elsewhere. And you've got somebody like Ashley Young, this like consummate pro, going off to Italy, winning the trophy there, coming back to England at his age and playing consistently week in, week out. Yeah, very good. And there's no reason not to extend his contract again if that's a possibility that Emery wants, which whilst he's playing, seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? Yeah, and younger than Gabriel Bronco. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, you always surprised. Old Gabby Bunhorn, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, talk to me about Bubakar Kamara. How good is that boy? Well, he was the other one I was going to rave about, to be honest. I thought, you know, and it was a really strange game tonight because I was think we, I don't know whether it's a, a kind of smash and grabs. I don't think Leeds were that brilliant, but I thought we just, we panicked at times as if we were playing, you know, we, at, at times... Uh, we're 1-0 up, and even with 10 or 15 minutes left of the first half, we panicked as if we were in the last minute of a game mm. against some kind of world beaters. Um, yeah. So I don't think we did ourselves any favours, with the exception of Kamara, who I yeah. think just exudes calm and control. Um, I think he's a hell of a footballer, and mm. I think that's the level that we've got to recruit at. That's the level that all of that existing players have got to strive to reach. Um mm. I think he's just yeah. I think he's. I think it's a fantastic bit of business, and he's just. He looks. He looks so comfortable, and you know, I'm probably you know we'll jump about a little bit on this podcast as we usually do. Mm-hmm. Every Conza annoyed me a lot today because I think that you know it's a bit harsh because we won the game and he didn't really do anything wrong defensively, uh, other than passing the ball across his own golf goal mouth at one stage, which had with my heart in my in my in my <laughs> mouth, but. <laughs> If, if Emery wants us to play out from the back and play methodical football, building up from through your, your defence, Conte has got to move the ball quicker for me. Mm. He looks one way, he looks the other way. He turns back inside two or three times. and 
I'm not sure why he's doing it when he's got probably the two two mid, two central midfielders who are probably more comfortable on the ball in tight areas than we've had before. Certainly more comf, comf, com, more confidence on the ball in those areas than Dendonka. Yeah. Uh, and we've got two fullbacks who Ashley Young will have the ball in tight spaces because he's played at a very high level all the time. And we've got we've got our new guy Marino who's um used to playing that way and look 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 comfortable. So mm. I just think like I said, I'm not digging out Ezri Konza. I'm just thinking if you've got no other ball, probably give it to Kamara because <laughs> he will he will make the right choices and he will look after it basically. Uh mm. but in answer to your question, yeah I think um I think he's I think he's brilliant. I think he's a really gifted footballer. Yeah, and he's he's part played in the first goal as well. You, know, you love an early goal, don't you? When you're at Villa Park, it kind of sets the tone in, in the right way, helps the atmosphere and stuff like that. Um, again, maybe something that people don't expect in, in Kamara's game to be able to burst forward and run with the ball and, and find the pass as well. To be fair, well, be, everybody, it. everybody, including me, was looking at the pass to Luca Dean out on the left, mm, yeah. and he'd already got his mark. So we, we've just highlighted. Two two players who I think were, were probably amongst probably Villa's best two players tonight in in Young and and Kamara and the parts mm. that they played, you know, if De Bruyne plays that ball that yeah. Young's played, then we we hear about it, we hear people raving about it for weeks. You know, actually Young's picked out that pass, yeah, it's and, such a good ball. And then Kamara has has used used Luca Dean as a brilliant decoy and fair play to Leon Bailey as well. I was I was in two minds whether he whether he should have started today. I don't know who the alternative would have been. Yeah. Um but he did and he still frustrates the hell out of us. But mm-hmm. he's had major contributions in both goals tonight yeah. and his pace has given Villa that kind of outlet ball at times where they're inviting pressure on themselves. And he's you know Sometimes he's invited pressure on us by beating one, trying to beat one to man too many and losing possession. But considering, you know, the head in the hands after the miss against Wolves and just generally, I thought he was poor um, against Stevenage, as were many. So mm. to come back and, and, and have the composure to stick that one in the in the far left corner three minutes into the game when he was still probably feeling a bit cold and not, not really had much of the ball in the game, I thought it was quality. Um, yeah, it's a great finish. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of um, Jamaican flag emojis in the comments tonight. There must be a lot of um, Leon Bailey fans watching. Again, like you just said, frustrates the hell out of us. So, but you've said many times before on the podcast that that's what a winger is for the, for, the, for the most part. Very kind of flaky. We'll play well one game and play poorly for, for a couple and come in and out of games. Yeah, you do wonder if Bailey's not playing at the moment. Obviously, still early on in the well, I say early on in the transfer window, halfway through the transfer window. If Bailey isn't to play and Brendy is already starting anyway, what is the alternative? Watkins just, playing out wide and Ings up front potentially. I'm just sorry, I got just, just, I'm just reading a comment um, from Wolowski. Bad take on Konza. Um, he's right. The little, the little, the little lifted ball, the little scoop ball that he played mm. was was first class. I'm, I don't think it was coward. I don't think it was cowardice. I don't think I'm accusing him of that. I'm accusing him of of indecision. A little bit really. Yeah. I think I think he can play brave passes, but I think he probably just needs to move it a little bit quicker because losing that, you know, if you are playing from the back, as soon as that first as soon as it then goes back to your goalkeeper, and it's and that's part of moving the ball around the back, but as soon as it does that, 
if you've got a team playing a high press, they push you back again, and that's where you get panicked. Whereas if you're <clears> moving <throat> that ball, in my opinion, if you're moving that ball quickly, we can get out faster because we've got people who can move it to who are confident in carrying it forward or moving it on. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not accusing him of being, I'm not accusing him of being a coward. I'm just accusing him of a little bit of indecision. I think. Do you think it's a minor, it's a minor footnote because we won the game. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to be too moany because let's enjoy a win for a change. Um, do you think Conte and Mings are the long-term centre-back pairing? Obviously, Diego Carlos is coming back in a couple of months, I think I saw somewhere recently. Um, we've been linked with centre-halves at, at stages in the summer and, and I think in this window as well. What's the future like for Mings and Conte? Because at one stage, we were talking about Conte being like this 60 million defender that will end up at Liverpool or something, whereas now I'm not quite sure that is his level at all. It's the same thing we always refer back to, isn't it? That you've got to, you've you've always got to look to improve. So I think Conza or Mings probably next season becomes one of your probably your first first choice reserve mm. centre back potentially, and it's up to those which one wants to seize it. I still think that 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 Mings is the more decisive defender. Um, yeah. In terms of those little slip on the halfway line wasn't great. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think you know, I don't think you need to go do cross turns on the halfway line when you've got Leeds who, if nothing else, get about you and, and, and try and close the space. So I think that was that was crying out to be uh, you know, the for the anti Mings brigade to kind of clip that one up and add that to the mm-hmm. to the show reel. But um uh, yeah, listen, don't don't want don't want to be I don't think we gave too much away defensively, to be honest. <laughs> but you're asking more of your centre halves now. You're asking them to start moves yeah. ball players and if that's what we need to do, I think we probably are going to have to upgrade gradually in that position. Um, but yeah, I thought, like I'm just saying, did did we did we concede too much defensively? I suppose there was the the Martinez. I mean, I still can't. I've not seen that save back. Was it as good? Unbelievable. It, yeah. I don't know where he wasn't in the frame. I, I mean, he, I thought it was. Listen, I thought it was a good move. I thought, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that more players don't cross the volley. When the ball comes to the back post, mm. I'm surprised that more people don't volley crosses across rather than take an extra touch and turn back inside. And so I mm. thought it was a good move. But in my in my mind's eye, when I was looking at that, I didn't even see Martinez in the frame. I saw yeah. an open goal and a close rosy six yards out, eight yards out. About that, yeah. I think, again, I've watched it live on TV. I've not seen it back since you know, in the last hour or, or whatever, hour and a half. It, I'm pretty sure Martinez is like past the middle of the goal and actually kind of like backpedal back to the other side. And it, he, I think he puts both hands out and it hits him in the chest, maybe, or the shoulder. He doesn't get, I don't think he's got hands on it, but right, you know, in the right place at the right time. Um, just before that as well, I know you just mentioned then about like whipping balls in. There was the one earlier on, which is a minor thing now, given we've won. It was the one that Bailey put across for Watkins. Do you remember that? Yeah. I, again, I, I thought on the commentary they were kind of slating Watkins for that, saying that he, he didn't make enough of a progressive move forwards. But I thought Leon Bailey overhit the cross. I thought the way Bailey had played it, it looked like he was being quite precise with it. Um, mm. So he no no he, so he, he looked. That's the way he was shaping up. I don't think it was a good ball. I think it was I a think, bit of both. I think, I think Watkins is expecting that in a slightly different area. Yeah. Otherwise, I think he'd have been a little bit more alive to it. Um, but yeah, listen, we we split hairs a little bit, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm just just so relieved that we emerged with a with the three points. Somebody, my, my nephew, was saying on the way back to the car that I don't know what form table he's looking at, but he reckons Villa in the in the second in the form table since yeah. Emery took over. So six games, that. six games, four wins, 
a draw and a defeat. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, goal scored 11, goals conceded 7, 13 points. Uh, Arsenal would be top with 16, Man United 15, Newcastle 14, then Villa 13. Identical record with Man City have also got 13 plus 4. Uh, there's another one that I've seen. I know we've played a game more than these sides because we've played tonight, but most points in the Premier League since Emery's first game, 13 for Villa, 13 for Arsenal, 12 Man United, 12 Fulham, 12 Liverpool. But like I said, all those four have still got to play. Um, but yeah, some some turnaround, isn't it? I think it was something like Emery's got more points in his first six games than Gerard got in his, and he played thirteen games or something like that. Which yeah, we've talked plenty yeah, about given Gerard's failings. You know, like so, if we're splitting airs about whether Bailey should have taken a little bit off off, off his cross or Watkins should have gambled a bit earlier or. You know, concerts should be moving the ball quicker. These, you know, nice problems to have, isn't it? It's nice. Mm. It's nice us doing this rather than picking, picking fault in why the fourth goal went went in our net or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I was. It was one of those ones where, you know, Leeds come don't they with the worst away record or the joint worst away record in the Premier League, and yeah. you know, we know. The, the, the age old saying, you know, Villa playing out of form teams back into form, so it could have been a banana skin, but. I thought that I thought that we did enough. You know, that's obvious because we yeah. won the game. We did enough, and I think Emery will be annoyed that we're still not really exerting control mm. for long periods of the game, and we're relying on on breakaways and stuff like that, which it still wins you the game. So we'll still be pleased with that. But I think he wants us to 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 have more control of that football. Um, yeah. But it'll come, I'm sure. But, uh, let's talk about the couple of injuries then. Dean going off pretty early on with some kind of shoulder injury like he fell on it so I don't know whether he dislocated it or whether he's you know pulled damaged the muscle or something but he went off kind of holding his arm up didn't he so yeah. you know not a nice not a nice one at all that didn't look and I think he took a knee to the face as well at the same time how did that because I saw him again he was giving a ball tight I think on the touchline and crowded up by a couple of players and yeah. did he just fall awkwardly or was it a contact yeah that, they all they came together um whoever the Leeds player was kind of had a bit of a knee in his in his face as he went down as he fell he, he fell like <laughs> weird for me to do upside down but like his arm was like hit the ground first and must have yeah. jolted his shoulder kind of out of position I would guess um, he looked in some pain he looked like he was going yeah. to play Root the way his arm when he walked down the touchline it was like that and um you know, it's 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 weird, isn't it? So we we're blessed and lucky in a way that we'd signed a good quality yeah. left back just in time. But Emery's not signing for that reason. He's he, you know he's he's signing, so we've got two good so good, yeah. you know, good left backs to challenge each other. And then it's it's sod's sod law that one of them, you know, have they said post match? I've not seen anything. Gone? I've not seen anything personally, no. They might have, I imagine he might have to have a scan or something, possibly. Um, yeah, so Moreno comes on. <laughs> you know, maybe he wasn't due to come on at all tonight. He was just nice to have him in the squad or he might have come on for the last 15 minutes or something. I don't think he would have been expecting to have signed on Wednesday and then be coming on 10 minutes here after Dean goes off injured. I thought he took a little bit of time to, to get going, whether it's just a... <clears throat> chemistry thing with his new teammates, a, a communication thing possibly. I, I'm not sure he looked a little bit rusty, I suppose is the word, acclimatised into the Premier League, into his new side. But after that, I actually thought he was pretty, quite yeah, quite good. I thought he went forward uh, more than I expected him to. I know I've seen some bits from Ash about his you know, forward, forward thinking left back and could play left wing and all these kind of things. But I still thought his first game, especially coming on in the circumstances that he might sit in a little bit and try and play it safe and be a little bit steady and a little bit careful. But he looks he looks a great addition and for 
12 odd million if he's coming on and playing like that after being here for a couple of days it does make you think you know what what more can Emery do with this side once he gets another two three four players in there do we know how much he's trained with the... I think he I think he trained once Thursday yeah, so and put maybe some today bit of a baptism of fire really and like you say I thought he took a little while to to adjust I think possibly the the physical side and the and, and the pace of it to start with um but he looks, yeah, he looks, he looks comfortable. He looks, you know, again, if we're playing out from the back and you're going to get the ball fizzed into you quickly in tight areas, he he looks confident to receive it in those areas. And mm. you know, there were there were times when he, he did look to get forward, you know, had a chance to score, didn't he? Which I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm not seeing a replay back. I don't know whether there was a better option on whether he could have squared it. But he, you know, why don't you try and have a <laughs> try and yeah. have a dig on your on your debut? So I thought it was I thought it was encouraging. Um, but you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I hope he goes on to be a brilliant player for us. I thought Luca Dean's debut was, yeah. was encouraging, yeah, and he's, you know, and he, I hope there's a competition there. I hope there's yeah. a, I hope there's a, there's a battle there. Um, to be honest, because you know, it's we've probably fallen into the trap of, you know, probably because the last ten years of, of where we've been that. We can't, we're, you know, we're Aston Villa, we're a club that, that's got used to fighting relegation or battling for mid-table. If that player's, if that player's been signed, is an automatic starter or whatever. Why mm. can't we have competition for places in positions? Why can't we have two really good options at least in all in all of our positions? Yeah, uh, and that's what we've got to strive towards, to be honest, because that that will make make our first team stronger and mean that the players that we've got to step up when the injuries and suspensions can actually come in and do a job. Um, yeah, I thought he. Was, I thought he was good. I thought you the know clearance, gonna... the clearance is the thing we've not spoken about. I tweeted it because obviously I've been at home and it was reminding me of the Ash Young header off the line against Spurs. It was in the in the end of the first half, and I thought that could be the. I mean, obviously the Martinez save came a couple of minutes after as well, but that Moreno off the off the line block or clearance, or whatever, might be the moment that kind of sees us over the line and, and galvanizes us and makes us think, right, okay, we need to pull our fingers out and, and see this game out. Um, yeah, good awareness gets around Martinez, right place, right time, and then the Martinez cave comes just after that as well. And you're thinking, right, we're very lucky and fortunate to be going into half time at one nil. But if you can take points and win games, not playing great and being in second gear, I don't care, do you? No, I don't. I want to win. I, want to win. I think. Um... I don't think they were turning points. I think they 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 kept the they protected our lead and, and stopped Leeds from scoring. I don't think they were they were the moments that sparked us into life. I thought we were still a little mm, bit yeah. kind of, but it could have been is what I was thinking. And still, in terms of um, protecting our, our lead, they were they were really important. Um, yeah, it was one of those ones today where it was just, you know, we've got we've scored two goals. I thought the second goal came not against the runner play. I don't think there was a runner play particularly. Mm. The second goal was like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Where did that come from? We'll take that. And then it was like, very Villa. You know, when did when did Leeds score? 80? 80 yeah, something like that, yeah. And then I was like, 10 minutes oh, left. God. I mean, it had to be Bamford, didn't it? I thought. <laughs> First goal of the season, was it, I think. I don't know. And he, I thought, they're going to get one here. They're going to get an equaliser here. But yeah, just about got over the line. I mean, tons of injury time again. I mean, I can understand first half with us losing Luca Dean and then losing Ollie Watkins. I think he put yeah. seven up. Board went up for seven and he played about nine. Mm-hmm. And then second half, I know there plenty of subs, but that six, maybe it's because we were winning the game and I thought we were going to throw it away, but that six seemed quite a lot to me. 
with time wasted though. There's a lot again, a lot of discussion about, it, and you may have spoken about this before about the time wasting the um like dark arts or whatever you want to call it and, and you know doing the things that delay the game. Again, none of that bothers me for winning games. I thought the booking for tomorrow was, was harsh. I thought yeah. if you're gonna book somebody for time wasting there, you probably book the nine villa player nine other <laughs> villa players who aren't moving into space to give them a give them a <laughs> yeah. pass. It's, just, booking, uh, it's one of those things like, I don't think he was time wasting there. I think he was actually thinking somebody give me an option for this free kick. Yeah. But six months ago, we're not that wise to see games out and we do concede the, the equaliser to Leeds or, or they get a winner last minute. So if us being a little bit streetwise gets us three points and 13 from 18, all, I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it. Yeah. Um, you know, you get the golden glove for the most clean sheets. I think you should get some kind of award for the most yellow cards for time wasting as a goalkeeper okay. as well because he is the absolute master of it, isn't he? Yeah. Like um, a golden hourglass or something. Yeah, and I think um, even after he'd been booked, there was a free kick very late on in injury time. And he was just behind the goal, just drinking it out of his water bottle. And it was almost like it was almost like that kind of distracted kid at school yeah. who the teacher has to come, come on, come on, come back in now, break time's over. <laughs> like Martinez forces referees to do that with him. He's like, come on, come on. Um but yeah, so he's yeah, he's 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 brilliant at it. He he, he I don't know. Don't want to turn it into into a, a anti Robin Olsen thing. But my, my nephew said on the way back that he thinks our best player and our worst player are both goal. <laughs> both goal. <laughs> yeah. It's the difference, you know. He never gets flustered in yeah. playing the ball. You know, he's he's a decent ball player. Um, he can he can play that side of the game. He's shot stopping. His agility is 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 amazing, really. Um, yeah, you like to see that save back. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm going to enjoy watching that. I'm hoping my son's left me a, a slice of pizza, so I'm going to have a slice <laughs> of pizza, another can of of brew dog, and, and enjoy watching Martinez in a minute. Um, what was the Wendia goal like in the stadium with the VAR? Did you know what was going on? Did you think it was offside? Or um, well, they'd had one themselves, hadn't they? First half lead. Yeah. Um, I mean, did, you tell me, you saw the lines being drawn, were they? So, I mean, were they yes. good, were they right decisions? Were the right decisions they went Villa's way? But were they were they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, technically they are offside, but it's one of those where you just think the lines are basically next to each other. If if that's going against you, you think oh that's harsh. But if that's the rule, that's the rule. Yeah. The Villa one, he was not. I wouldn't say clearly onside, but he was. You know, he clearly wasn't offside. There was Brendy was more onside than the Leeds player was offside. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think <laughs> I, I, I can't think. Make. Yeah. Um, um, it was just one of those ones where you thought, you know, Bailey's Bailey's done well again. You know, we, we, yeah. lots of times when he he goes down cold sacks and turns, makes too many touches and makes many turns. But you think he's beat his man, he's got his shot away, uh, and Wendy's nice and lively and, and, and heads it in. It's Wendy over the last couple of seasons scored more headed goals for us than anybody else. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Is in the air, isn't he? I'm just imagining that. No, he, he does score a couple of headers. We did something the other day, well, say the other day, the last time he scored, that his goal was a match winner. And something like the four of his last five goals have been the decisive goal for Villa. And then obviously today's is is the match winner as well. So influential goals when he scores as well. They're not just consolation prizes. He's he's winning us games with his goals, which is, you know, in the first half, I'm thinking, God, we need more from Wendy. He's, he's, he's a passenger in this first half, but... Ultimately, he's busy and his work rate's good, as we know, and he goes on to win the the uh, win the game with his goal. Just a couple of comments. People who have obviously joined late. Someone says, Andrew, why are you not talking about Kamara? We did the Kamara, um, you know, waxing the club about Kamara about 15 minutes ago, so we, we have spoken about him. Um, he's brilliant. Yeah, so um, good. 
I mean, would you say, how, how like, where would you rank his signing in terms of like best players? Best since I think Martinez is probably the other one, but before that, well, he's a bargain, it. wasn't he? Other than the fortune in wages, but he's he's earning it. Um, what in terms of signings in the like, Premier League? Yeah, like yeah, like last twenty years or whatever, like how you know how big a signing is that? Because apart from obviously Haaland absolutely ripping up for Man City, if you can't take him away, obviously it kind of depends on what. Will I do for the rest of the season if they do push up into the top half and towards Europe? You've got to be looking at someone like Kamara as like a Premier League player of the you know, not like a signing of the year for, for the league as a whole, not just for Villa. Um, yeah, whether well, it has the rest of the world noticed him yet because when they do, that's, well, that's when we've got our struggle. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, yeah, I saw a tweet from somebody before saying if Man City are watching, he's not, he's rubbish. Don't 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 care about Kamara. He's no good. He's no good. Um, I think yeah, he's. I think good. he's. A, I think he's a top four midfielder. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So and t- Martinez is a top four goalkeeper, and that's a problem if Villa don't become a top four club or a trophy yeah, winning well, club. The only way we become anything like that is by raising the standards within the dressing room, or yeah, our recruitment just being spot on. Yeah, Which, either, either both things are a massive challenge, aren't they? So, I think we, you know, I don't want to start really tanking our players around elsewhere, but we've just got to enjoy enjoy these players while we've got them. To be honest, and hope that we can match their ambitions. Have um, you um, forgiven the Stevenage defeat now? Are you over it? I'm not over that that um, corner still yet. I'm just I'm <laughs> yeah. still, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll I will get over that the day that we lift the FA <laughs> Cup. I will go. will get over that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was nice to be back at Villa Park because um, <laughs> when was the last time we won at Villa Park before tonight? Was it? Uh, I can find out. I'm on, the, I'm on the Villa website looking at. Um, was it his first game? At, yeah, yeah. That's mad, isn't it? Sixth of November was the last time we won at Villa Park. Obviously, it's a bigger gap because of the World Cup. But yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Won at home against Brentford before uh, when Danks was there. One against Man United, beat Brighton away, um, beat Chelsea. At, well, we were technically as a home side, but it was a friendly in Abu Dhabi or wherever it was. Lost to Liverpool, drew with Wolves one tonight. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? Sixth of November, the last time we won. A... Were we technically the home side in Abu Dhabi? Well, on the Villa website, we're listed <laughs> as the home first. side. Yeah, yeah, they put us first. Whether that means anything or not. Um, in terms of the fixtures coming up then to round off the, the show, Southampton, Leicester, Man City, Arsenal, Everton are the next five. That sees us to the end of February, which is a long way to go yet. Yeah, still got two weeks of the transfer window as well. If we just go for the next two, um, Southampton and Leicester, Southampton away next Saturday, 21st, and Leicester City two Saturdays after that. Yeah, the 4th of February, because there's a gap for the FA Cup weekend, which obviously we're not in. So... What's the? You know, we're talking about Emery getting thirteen points from eighteen. What are we looking at for the next stage? Is it seventeen points from twenty-three or whatever it is? Is he? Is he got to win both? So, how many games? You look talking at the next five games. Talking about the next five: so Southampton, Leicester, Man City, Arsenal, Everton. So two of those are at home: Arsenal and Leicester. I don't know. You probably take. Would you take eight? Seven. I don't know. Seven or eight. I think, you, well, you'd like to beat Southampton because they're bottom of the league, but it is at their place and they've just beat Man City in the Cup. You'd want to beat Leicester because it's your home game. So put that down for, say, four out of those, winning a draw in whatever order they come. Man City and Arsenal, I don't like to say just write them off, but obviously anything can happen, but kind of write them off. 
then you'd want to beat Everton as well because they are they look like Villa from 2016. They look like they could be in trouble. So seven points from 15 is okay. I think we're 25 points now, aren't we, at the halfway point? 19 games, 25 points. So if we were to do the same again, we're on course for a 50-point season. And I'd like to think we'd be better in the second half than we were in the first bit of Gerrard's time as well. So can we get more than 55 points on our record from the last couple of years ago, maybe? We can. I think, you know, it's one of those again. Where are we in the table now? Well, I put that we moved up to 11th and someone said that we were 11th already, which annoys me. I don't like it when you win and you don't move up the table. So we're 11th. We've got the same points as Chelsea, who are 10th. They've got 25 points. Well, listen, well. if we're being greedy, we'd, we'd like to we'd like to think, I mean, life doesn't work like this, we'd like to think that we can beat Leicester, we can beat Southampton and we can beat Everton. Yeah. That's nine. Yeah. And then you'd try and get a point. We, beat, we got a point out of Man City at home and last season we took a 2-0 lead against them. And Arsenal have been... You know, Arsenal have, have kind of had the better of us, but they've had the better of most teams, most yeah. teams lately anyway. So nine points would be, I think nine points would, would probably be north of what I'd expect we can get if mm. we finish. If we got seven from those five, you know, I wouldn't think that's a disaster. And yeah. the right that it's been accumulating points anyway. I still think there's a lot more from this from this yeah, team, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that if if they can, like I say, if they can exert that that control and not just rely on these little mini moments, but actually kind of build up periods of pressure against teams, mm. uh, I think we can we can start to dominate football matches. But I still think it's a little bit, probably a little bit. It's a bit disjointed for me, and I've got much lower standards than than Unai Emery, so he must think <laughs> it, it's it's very disjointed as well. Um, but yeah, you know. What what's the highest we've finished since we got back in the Prem? Eleventh. Eleventh. Yeah, that was the fifty-five point season, I think. Grealish's yeah. last year. So if you can, That's I mean, if you got, if you got fifty-five points again, you'd probably finish higher than eleventh because that was a bit of a freak season. But just you look at the table and see. Obviously, Newcastle have gone a little bit ahead. You look at like somebody like Fulham, they're in sixth on thirty-one points, and think, oh, what a great season they're having. But now we're only six points behind them, which doesn't sound terrible. It makes us sound better than you than you think we've done. So, you know, if we continue kind of chipping away and getting 10 points from every 18 or something like that as an average for the next next 19 games. Same points as same points as Chelsea now, you know. Yeah, well, that says more about them than us. No, I know it does, but, you know, and it shows what a, what a poor judge of, judge of character I am, but I was raving about um, Graham Potter when they came came to Villa Park and, 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 and beat us early in the season and you know we're a point behind Brentford and that would sound silly to anybody in the last 20 years but <laughs> now this season when Brentford have been you know hailed as one of the the kind of surprise packages of the, the Premier League so yeah. there's a lot up for grabs and I think that I think that the fact that we're able to pick up I mean it's mad that we've not won at home since since um, since Man United but the fact that we've we've picked up so what's that? Four. So from eighteen points, what do you say we've got? We've got thirteen. Thirteen from eighteen. I don't think we've played. I thought we played exceptionally well against Manchester United uh, in in the league. Mm. I thought yeah. we did a really good job. The, the the away wins at Brighton and at at Spurs were very very good <laughs> away performances. And tonight was scrappy, but we we did enough. I still think outside of Man United game, we're probably looking at kind of seven, 
seven and eight out of ten performances when we've won. Mm. I think if Villa start, if Villa conjure up a couple of nine out of ten performances, I think beating eleventh place and eclipsing fifty five points is well within our grasp. Mm. Yeah, or, will we do that, or are we a team that are of our level at the moment? Mm. They were 10 points off relegation and 10 points off the top four. They were slap banging in the middle between the two. Um, Which ends is about of the league. Off for me. It's kind yeah. of where we're at. I mean, if we'd have beat Wolves, we'd be on 27 now. That Leon Bailey miss, that would have put us up to eighth. Um, well, ninth. But yeah, it's far margins, isn't it? There's games where we should have won. There's games that we probably could have lost. Like tonight, we could quite easily have had that game finished as a draw tonight. But chances lead out in the first half. Um, but yeah, I think if you beat Southampton and draw to Leicester or something like that, and you get four four points out of the next two, and you can nick something against Arsenal or Man City, and then definitely beat Everton as well, that's a, I think that's a pretty good, um, pretty good return. Just to quickly, because we're going to go soon, I know. But um, earlier, I just saw a few people slagging Jesse March in the yeah. In a the few comments were saying about it. I've like annoyed him. Obviously, I wasn't there, so I don't really no, show him too much. Body language, in it, and his and his hand gestures and stuff like that. He's, I don't mind. I don't mind somebody who's kind of active on the touchline. He was very busy in berating the fourth official and the liner, and you know he's, mm. he's very passionate. I don't, I don't mind it when we win. <laughs> if, yeah. if we played a one, I'd have thought he was like the spawn of Satan. But I don't, I don't mind him getting a little bit excitable uh, mm. during that. Makes Could you say? Could you see Emery's celebration from where you were? Or do we not look in? No, right somebody I saw in the comments somebody said something we should have an Emery cam because he, he's great value. But I yeah. didn't, to be honest. I was probably too busy, kind of jumping up and down and, and mm. whatever. What what was it like? For, oh, for proper proper fish at the end of the match or for the goals or for the goal? I think for Brendier's goal after. It, oh, I don't know whether it was obviously they just showed the replay afterwards. So I don't know whether it was when it when it first went in or whether it was from the VAR. Uh, but yeah, proper giving it to around to. The stand and proper giving it three or four proper big fist bumps. Um, yeah, that's it, I think, isn't it? I think so, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, talking about that slice of pizza. Oh, yeah. one, one. I thought I'd lost my phone tonight, so Ooh. not uh, so. I enjoyed the win and I enjoyed the sense of relief when we won, but then it was the kind of the walk, the hurried walk back to the car to see whether I, cause I've, got, I've got like a hoodie on, a jumper on, my jeans on. A coat on, and I've got checking my pants and socks right. as well. Did you have on and shoes? No, nothing else, mate. Nothing else. <laughs> but um, it was there. It was there in the car. You left it in the car. Yeah. Ooh. You know, you get through all those emotions. You think, well, God, I've got some really terrible photos. Not, not anything seedy. <laughs> really terrible photos on it. I don't want anybody to see. All of my, um, I probably shouldn't say this in case I do lose my phone. But all of access to all my socials, all my my work emails, and all this kind of thought thing, you know. A very simple to crack password. <laughs> Is it one, two, three, four? I will now be making it more secure. And I just thought, ah, oh. so I had a double win tonight. It was, it was a, it's a double dub tonight. <laughs> have you got like a, have you got something in the notes app of all your passwords for different websites as well? Oh, probably. Yeah. They're probably, yeah. yeah let's, let's, yeah. Let's what's not your, go too much, too much into my security. What's your mother's maiden name in the name of your first pet? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Okay, good, good decision. Piddles uh, right. and piddles. <laughs> Let's call it a night there. Thanks everyone for tuning us live on Friday night, almost turning Saturday. Nice to have the weekend, not ruined by the football, isn't it? A um, couple of days to to enjoy the weekend and, and live off a Villa win. Um, it is Southampton next Saturday, the 21st, if I remembered right. 
Um, I am expecting a child at some point, so whether I'm here for the next podcast or not, <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I probably won't be here by the time the Leicester game rolls around. I might not be able to go to Villa Park for a while now. Last game I went to feels like ages ago. Wolves might have been my last game. Seeing Leon Bailey miss that at the end might have been the last thing I see for a while in the flesh. It's a shame, isn't it? Stay away, mate. Tonight, so it was uh, good, good tonight yeah. with you there. So I hope you get well soon. Thank you very much. I'm going to go to bed straight after this. So thanks everyone for joining us. Thank you, Matt, for joining me. Uh, if you're watching this on Catch Up tomorrow, leave a like down below and leave a comment and all those kind of things. Uh, we appreciate you as always. Um, and we'll be back with something in the week if I'm still working. If I'm not, we'll uh, work a plan to, to maybe do a transfer session or something. How old can it be to get somebody to press the buttons? We'll get somebody to yeah. do that. Won't we? Even you should be able to do it. Uh, not me, Sorry. mate. I'm, no, not, not me. <laughs> But John and Ash did the preview yesterday because I was off and at the hospital yesterday. Um, so I said, I'll just treat this as like a trial run for when I'm not here. And as far as I know, that went pretty well. So John and Ash and you, between the three of you, should be able to cover me for a couple of weeks. Yeah, so it might no, just well, be like um, a deadline day episode and the, and the Leicester game and maybe the Man City game. And then I might be back. Um, but yeah, depends when he comes, depends how long I get off and whatever else happens. Get well soon. And I know I'll speak to you before then, but good luck with welcoming little Emiliano into the world as well. Um, <laughs> it's baby boob car now. That's what I'm going with. My, my partner actually said when she came upstairs, she said something like, I just I went to tell her that we were starting. And she's like, oh, I thought you'd finished. I was like, no, we haven't even started yet. And she's like, oh, little little baby might see, might see him get into Europe and win a trophy, haven't they? And I was like... <laughs> Where did that well, come mate, from? All I can say is I hope I hope I hope your little baby loves the boob as much as the rest of us do anyway. <laughs> we're, we're all massive fans of the boob here. So uh, on that note, are we done? You're done, yeah. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, we'll see you again in the week. Ta-ra. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.